1: them from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
0: Hello everybody, Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Have you ever heard so much talk about a nobody, this Robert Francis O'Rourke, on and on and on. I mean, we'll address it, but I'm certainly not going to spend the whole show on it. There's other things we want to get to, too, including this. I want you to put yourself in President Trump's shoes. Put all the static aside. He runs for office and he promises to secure the border. Seems like a non-controversial issue. After all, the Democrats have voted to secure the border in the past. They have funded border security in the past, although not to the extent they should. Democrat presidents, Republican presidents have said the same thing. And now Donald Trump is serious. He insists on it. So let's fast forward to a few months ago. 75% of the federal government is funded. The Democrats decide, you know what, we're going to keep this border open, we're going to reverse course, he gets nothing. Not one dollar for border security, that is a wall or a fence or physical barriers, not one dollar. The President says that's not acceptable. Pelosi says, well, that's the way it is. Then the Democrats and the Republicans send the president a spending bill that's unacceptable. The president says, no, I'm not, I'm not going to sign that. The Republicans are furious with the president because they don't want a government shutdown, even though it's Pelosi who caused it. In the end, the government is shut down, quote unquote. We all know what that means. It's a partial shutdown and all, but I don't really want to get into that point. They say for 35 days, and they include holidays and weekends, but we'll play along. So the president, they say, shut down the government, they say, for 35 days. There's nothing else he can do. He's not a dictator. Then the Republicans come to the president they say, give us a few weeks to work things out with the Democrats. He says, all right, I'll, I'll agree to a three-week continuing resolution for three weeks. And the Republicans and the Democrats negotiate, and of course, the Democrats eat the Republicans' lunch. Some de minimis amount for the border and all kinds of other policy changes that advantage the Democrats and illegal aliens. President keeps threatening them. He says, you know, I have this National Emergencies Act of 1976 that you and Congress passed. It's been used over 50 times. 30 times it's been triggered. It's still in place for those 30 times as well. I can use it too. I've checked with my constitutional experts at the Justice Department and in my counsel's office and they say I can use this too. And they also say I can move funds around at the Defense Department. You, Congress, you've passed the laws that allow me to do these things. You passed the National Emergencies Act in 1976 when Gerald Ford was president and the Democrats controlled Congress. And you passed this uh, defense bill, allowing me to move funds around, back in 1982 when Ronald Reagan was president. I'm not required to roll over and play dead when we have sanctuary cities, when we have crime on the border, when we have people pouring into our towns and cities, when we're overwhelmed, our administrative judges are overwhelmed, ICE is overwhelmed, the Border patrols overwhelmed. Our schools on the border are overwhelmed, our hospitals and so forth. People coming in here, we don't know who they are. The system is broken. We have anarchy. I'm not required as the commander-in-chief, president of the United States, the sole individual responsible for securing this border, I'm not required to roll over. So the government was shut down, they say, for 35 days. They say by the president of the United States. He opens it up again to have a negotiation. They send him crap. He signs it because it has some money in there. He says, all right, I'll take that money. And then he says, look, I warned you. This law that you passed, Congress, almost half a century ago, I'm going to trigger this law. And not only that, this law that you passed in the 1980s, I'm going to trigger that law too. And I'm going to spend more money on securing the border. Because I as the Article II representative in this constitutional republic, I have authority too. And I'm not required to sit still while you and Congress play politics, whether the Republicans control both houses or the Republicans control the Senate and the Democrats control the House. I am not required as the sole individual responsible for securing that border, as the sole commander-in-chief, as the sole individual who sees a national emergency and is free to act on it. I'm not required to play dead. And you, Congress, recognized that decades ago. So I'm going to trigger this law and the other laws and enforce them. I didn't create these laws. I'm not appropriating a single penny. I'm following the letter of these laws, and I'm acting constitutionally. I'm acting constitutionally. This isn't a separation of powers issue. If it's a separation of powers issue, then every single department and agency of the federal government, unrelated to defense and national security, should be shut down. What's the constitutional authority for for the Department of Education? What's the constitutional authority for Congress delegating its lawmaking powers to one bureaucracy after another? What's the constitutional authority for Social Security and Medicare? What's the constitutional authority for any of this stuff? But you don't hear Rand Paul and the others talk about that, do you? No. This is where they're going. This is the hill they're going to die on. President of the United States sees cities and states defying federal law, nullifying federal law, sanctuary cities, sanctuary states they call themselves. Nullifying federal law He tries to stamp these Nullification fires out By using the power of the federal purse And Obama judges tell him no First time ever Obama judges say No you can't do that So what would you have the president do? Mike Lee Rand Paul Marco Rubio Lamar Alexander, Blunt, Collins, Moran, Murkowski, Portman, Toomey, Wicker, all who voted with Nancy Pelosi and against Trump. But it's not about Trump. It's not about the law. It's about separation of powers. It's about the Constitution, they tell us. That is laughable. There are aspects of this law, when I read it to you early on, that are very troubling to me. The power of a president? to declare martial law the power of a president to nationalize industries the power of a president to compel assembly lines to produce certain products and they're talking about times of war or insurrection but we actually have a president of the United States despite what the media says who's very carefully complying with the Constitution and who chooses not to use extreme measures he did everything he could to avoid the National Emergencies Act well just because he couldn't get what he wanted from Congress, you don't get to use the National Emergencies Act. Well, he could have bypassed Congress altogether, according to Congress. Now, I haven't changed my view of the Constitution. I haven't changed my view of separation of powers. I haven't changed my view of Article 1 and Article two and Article Three. Not in the least. Not in the least but you have individuals on this list who vote day in and day out to violate the Constitution for sugar subsidies for mushroom subsidies for all kinds of subsidies where is that in the Constitution? you have people on this list who vote every day to fund this massive bureaucracy where is this massive bureaucracy in the Constitution? if you want to get right to the, the nub of the matter don't tell me a lot of these votes aren't because they despise Trump You think if Jeb Bush was president, he'd lose most of these votes? The answer is no, he wouldn't lose most of these votes. Since when did Susan Collins give a damn about limited government, about the Tenth Amendment, about the Constitution? Or Lisa Murkowski? Or Lamar Alexander? Or Roy Blunt? And so forth and so on. They tell us, it's about, but not about a about border wall. We all support a border wall. Everyone supports a border wall, but we can't seem to get one. So the President of the United States, under the Constitution, under existing congressional law, we call them statutes, has decided to act. And 12 Republicans in the Senate vote against him. The media are giddy. By the way, only 14 Republicans, give or take, in the House, I believe, voted with Nancy Pelosi. So 12 Republicans in the Senate voted with Nancy Pelosi, whether they like to admit it or not. Now, I'm not alone in my constitutional interpretation here. There's individuals from all sides of the various spectrums who view this the way I do. Jonathan Turley, who's a liberal, George Washington University law professor, he agrees with me. Individuals who worked in the Reagan Justice Department. Many of them, they agree with me and I with them. And the President of the United States, he wasn't supposed to quote-unquote shut down the government according to these Republicans. He's not supposed to trigger the National Emergencies Act. He's not supposed to move funds around. He's not supposed to do all those things a president can do and just let the border remain open. I would ask these 12 senators, what was your solution? When we controlled the Senate and the House, and now that we don't control the House, what did you do? We know what Marco Rubio did, comprehensive immigration reform. Well, that was a winner. What about the others? What would they do? Susan Collins. Trust me. If Maine were Arizona, she'd be voting a little differently. Trust me. Murkowski of Alaska. If Alaska were New Mexico, she'd be voting a little differently. This was not a defense of the Constitution, the 12 Republicans who voted as they did. The other Republicans in the Senate who voted as they did, they deserve our thanks. They deserve kudos. Because those of us who understand the Constitution, those of us who understand the difference between Obama and Trump, those of us who understand the difference between DACA and the National Emergencies Act, we're told, or we know, they're laying in wait to say, when the Democrats do this, it's our fault. Now, you can use the National Emergencies Act in an unconstitutional manner. If you use it to violate the Constitution or in contravention of the Constitution, it's unconstitutional. You've had legal scholars, as libertarians even, at the Cato Institute, who agree with me, or I would they. Now, 59 Senate votes with Pelosi and against the president, including 12 Republicans. They will not have enough votes to override his veto. But the media are treating this as a vote intended to damage the president of the United States. When the media discuss this, as they have this evening, as they will tonight, and as they did this afternoon, they view this as a game, as they always do. How do we trash the president? How do we smear the president? Ladies and gentlemen, this isn't about the president. It's not about the Constitution, because that's not in play here either. This is about the sovereignty of this nation, and once and for all securing the southern border. And let me tell you something. I don't think there's another Republican who'd be president of the United States who could stand up to this the way Trump does. He doesn't do it because he's a philosophical conservative. He does it because he does conservative things because they make sense to him. Because they make sense to him. And because he's made promises. And he's trying to keep them. With very little help from these Republicans. These 12 Republicans. Ted Cruz put in an excellent statement today. I agree with him. There are aspects of this law that are very, very troubling. And Congress should address it. There's a lot Congress should do. Whether Congress will address it or not, I have no idea. Nancy Pelosi took the position, no, we're not going to address it. Because she's a fascist. I've said it many, many times before, she has a fascist mentality. She thinks she runs the country. From her little district in San Francisco a nullification town a sanctuary city what are we going to do when Trump is gone when there's nobody there to fight for us and let me suggest that it's he that is trying to uphold the constitution and the rule of law not these 12 republicans I'll be right back
1: Mark Levin
0: The new congressional leadership is in town, but there's nothing new about what they're pushing. Big government, centralized government, iron-fisted government, higher taxes, more regulations, open borders. They're on a mission to obstruct our freedom and undermine our sovereignty. Yours, mine, all of ours. And too many representatives don't care. This is the nature of progressivism. It's an ideological poison and the best way to fight it is with knowledge, information about liberty, about the Declaration, about the Constitution and how Congress is supposed to work. It's up to we, the people, to understand what our government is and is not supposed to do and that includes Congress. And thankfully my good friends at Hillsdale College have brought back the powerful online course on the history and proper role of Congress and it's absolutely free. Please take advantage of this remarkable offer to equip your your family your friends your neighbors with the knowledge that all of us should have about our congress and our government generally hillsdale college is on a critical mission to restore liberty in our great country and you can take their excellent online courses for free for a limited time so sign up right now for this important course at levin that's l-e-v-i-n for hillsdale.com learn how congress used to work and why it doesn't anymore so we can do something about it go to levin for hillsdale.com Republican senators are in border states Marco Rubio arguably is not specifically the southern border but a big immigration state so the Republicans in Florida are going to have to draw their own conclusions about Rubio and immigration he's just very soft on the issue very soft he's no Ron DeSantis that's for sure but Lamar Alexander, Tennessee, no Roy Blunt, Missouri, no Susan Collins, Maine, no Mike Lee, Utah, no. Moran, Kansas, no. Jim Moran. Lisa Murkowski, Alaska, no. Rand Paul, Kentucky, no. Rob Portman, Ohio, no. Romney, Utah, no. Toomey, Pennsylvania, no. Wicker, uh, Mississippi, no. And let me tell you something else. Some of these senators are beholden to the Koch brothers, who are open borders open borders advocates or to the chamber of commerce like Romney who are open borders advocates or they have federal contractors who lobby them, some of them in their own uh, home states who have construction contracts for other projects where funds will be moved to the wall of the fence and taken away from them you've got all kinds of stuff going on here having absolutely nothing to do with the constitution but many of these senators wrapped themselves in the Constitution. Pretty funny how Susan Collins does that, among others. I'll be right back. Folks, many of our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But sadly, many have lost their way. Locked in the grip of political correctness, they no longer allow free and open discourse and instead peddle their moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, there's Hillsdale College. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. And as Hillsdale enters its 175th year, their goal is simple and yet profound Please visit hillsdale.edu slash admissions to plan a visit and learn more. That's hillsdale.edu slash admissions.
2: This is the nation's town hall meeting, and you can join in at 877-381-3811. Robert
0: Francis O'Rourke. He doesn't like his name, this guy he's Irish, but he wants you to think he's Latino Beto, they call me Beto or is it Beto I call him O'Dork Robert Francis Beto O'Dork we'll get to him later we're not going to waste our whole show on this little bit of a lesson here where the issue of the National Emergencies Act and CNN cross what are you talking about Mark? John King runs a show on CNN that nobody watches and he's usually surrounded by a bunch of leftists, usually women, who have no idea what the hell they're talking about. And so what John King did today, which is typical of the media generally and particularly CNN, is he took my radio program from yesterday where all of you were listening, where I spent at least 30 minutes, maybe 50 minutes. Discussing the National Emergencies Act, the intricacies of the Act, the intricacies of the Constitution, a very thoughtful discussion we had, and then chopped it to bits, and then commented on. Because you see, you have to hate Trump, you have to oppose Trump. So even if I make an independent analysis with respect to the National Emergencies Act of 1976, an independent analysis of the constitutional provisions that relate. Even if I do that, having never talked to the president about this, no pressure from anybody, I'm not running for anything. I've disagreed with the president here and there, although more and more I agree with him because he's quite conservative. So there's no ulterior motive, no sellout, none of that going on. But CNN has a narrative. They hate Trump. And if you don't hate Trump, you're a sellout. And if you don't hate Trump, all of a sudden you're not a constitutional conservative. You may not even be a Republican. This is supposed to be a news outlet, CNN. It's absolutely useless. So I want you to listen to this for a few minutes, just a few minutes, and then I will unravel it. This is CNN from today. Go ahead.
3: We all know if they voted their principal. The number would be a lot higher yeah. because they, they just they just think it's an overreach by the executive branch.
4: Yeah, right. The reason they're doing this isn't because they want to vote against yeah. his signature issue. It's because in order to help him, they have to kill themselves. What's the point? So of let's stop.
0: So this idiot is with Bloomberg doesn't know a damn thing. But they're all giddy because they know there's going to be about a dozen Republicans in the Senate voting against Trump. And you heard what King said. If they were actually voting their principles. There'd be more. Go ahead.
4: If you have no powers as a senator. And so beyond the Constitution. Why would you have no
0: powers as a senator? The National Emergencies Act, ladies and gentlemen, doesn't eliminate Congress. It doesn't eliminate the role of Congress. In certain areas, the president has the authority to act in an emergency. Congress has the authority to stop him if they have enough votes. Go ahead.
4: It's like the actual, real political question. I mean, every time, every time that he asks them to do something to help him that involves giving away their own power, they're weakening their own leverage for the next negotiation or the next debate. And you know, it, it. And he says the numbers don't matter, but of course the numbers matter because if if it's four Republicans uh, who do this, then they look like aberrations, and he can give them a nickname and maybe primary one of them. But if it's fourteen or twelve. Or anywhere close This to has 20. to be
0: and I one of the dumbest programs on TV. With this, with this fool rambling on, this has to be one of the dumbest. It's a new show. Or is it opinion? We don't know. But we haven't gotten to the good part yet. Go ahead.
4: Much bigger problem. What's he going to do? Go after some of them or not others? There are going to be a couple of people on that list who the White House would love to have primaries against. And a couple that the White House can look the other way and say, what can we do? But, you know. A but big to, number is
3: To, much to the point about how much the president has transformed. Now, here we go.
0: Here we go. Put up the volume. Some
3: of it, maybe permanently, some of it just out of fear of crossing him is out there. Is Remember, uh, let's, this is a little talk radio sample here. When President Obama used executive actions like this, he was the imperial president. Let's stop.
0: Trying- let's stop. President Obama, when he used executive actions like this, nobody even noticed. It was never discussed. The National uh, Emergencies Act. When President Obama, governed by presidential fiat, such as with DACA, where there was no statutory or constitutional basis whatsoever, that's when we jumped. Or when the President violated the treaty clause of the Constitution with a Zoran deal, that's when we jumped. Had nothing to do with the National Emergencies Act, which he used multiple times, which we never said a word about. Go ahead.
3: ...trying to destroy the Constitution. He was a horrible, horrible president. When Donald Trump does it, according to Mark Levin, it's great.
0: Some of these people dress up as constitutional conservatives, and some of them claim they're concerned about separation of powers. He's trying to secure the border. If Congress won't go along, too damn bad. Now stop stop right there. We'll get We'll get to more of this. Is that what I said yesterday? Take two sentences out of what was... 30, 40, 50 minutes of a rather cerebral discussion? Probably bored half of you? Is that what I said? The President doesn't get his way? Too bad for Congress? Just do what you need to do, Mr. President? Is that what I said yesterday? That doesn't take 30, 40, 50 minutes. That's not what I said yesterday. Taking two sentences? Two sentences to push the CNN narrative? on how Donald Trump is fascistic, on how he's destroyed the conservative movement, destroyed Republicans. These are never Trumpers dressed up as journalists. These are leftists dressed up as journalists, pushing a lie. It's called propaganda. CNN's very good at it. They've gotten very good at it. That's why they just got their ass sued for $275 million. But you people, you Levinites, you listen to this program, you're more loyal to me than you are to any other show. You listen to this program. You know that's not what I said. Well, those are your words. Okay, I can say jerk, and then an hour later say what? Frank? And they say, look, he called Frank a jerk. That's called propaganda, what the media are doing. That's what the Soviets used to do. That's what the Russians do. That's what the Red Chinese do. To make you sound like You're saying something that you certainly haven't meant or said. didn't say the president can just roll Congress. I said, here, he can take a stand and do what he needs to do. In this instance, whether Congress likes it or not, because Congress already gave him the authority. Now, listen to the analysis. Go ahead. (laughs) Some do and some don't.
3: There, there was a day when Mark Levin was concerned about that constitutional separation of powers, but I, I guess it was because there was a Democrat in the White House.
5: Shockingly enough,
3: things There's an intellectual <laughs> consistency that gets dropped.
0: Absolute jackass. An intellectual consistency that gets dropped. Now, these 12 senators, they would smile at this because they want their, their votes to be justified. They're really no better than John King when it comes to this. Their analysis is flawed. Their thinking is flawed. And I'm not attacking them personally, just my opinion. But I remain consistent on this issue of the Constitution, separation of powers, the balance of powers and so forth, and I will remain consistent. And John King and the others don't give a damn about it. They don't even comprehend it. They have a narrative and they're pushing it. They have a narrative and they're pushing it. So if a Democrat's in the White House, Mark Levin would say no. No. That's an imperial president, but it's a Republican, and that's the only distinction he's made. For six weeks, I've been talking about this. My comments are all over the Internet. I post them myself. We take our radio broadcast, and an hour later, they're on our website, MarkLevinShow.com. You can listen to them. They pull the same stunt over and over and over again. Whether it's a 16-year-old kid wearing a MAGA hat, whether it's me, whether it's anybody else. To push their left-wing kook narrative. Their hate-Trump narrative. With the smirks on their face. They demonstrate their low IQ stupidity. Now keep it up CNN. You just give me more opportunities to use you as foils. To use you as foils. We will remain the bulwark of the Constitution here. As a matter of fact, before I had a talk radio program. The Constitution... Substantively, in a scholarly way, was almost never discussed on talk radio. Oh, sure, it was referred to. The Declaration of Independence, the same thing. Over the last two or three years, capitalism has been under attack, even by so called conservative hosts. Not by me. Some have rejected conservatism for populism. Not me. Not me. The president and I have had our disagreements. But if CNN thinks I'm going to try and sabotage this president, especially when he's right, they're listening to the wrong host. There are others out there who will do that. There's others out there who didn't vote for Trump. I did. There's other, others out there who play footsie. Pretend they support Trump when they really don't support Trump. I don't play games. You know exactly what I'm thinking, exactly what I feel, whether it's the Republican primary, who I supported, after the Republican primary, who I supported, why I supported them. At least I have a microphone. At least I have a digital TV show. At least I have a program on Sunday nights on Fox where I can push back. What about all those who can't? What about all those who cannot? John King, you're welcome to come on my radio show. Come to my hood, brother, where we can discuss this and your selective editing. It's called propaganda. I'll be right back. love in. Welcome to Hillsdale. Robert Francis O'Rourke. We'll get to him. He's just not a priority. He's a joke. He's a lounge act. You know, there was a little bit ago, somebody informed me that I was rated, let's see here, I was rated the most outrageous radio host by two professors Jeffrey Berry and Sarah Soberage in a book they published let's see, they published this Oxford Oxford University Press in 2014 and they looked at as I recall six weeks or listened to six weeks of programming six weeks so they know me intimately I never heard of them they never contacted me and yet they rated me the most outrageous radio host savage number two limbo number three now why do they rate me the most outrageous radio host if I was in fact the most outrageous radio host I wouldn't even be in their book would I because you wouldn't be listening and nobody would care. Tell me the most outrageous radio host wrote a book Men in Black about the Supreme Court. Liberty and Tyranny the most successful conservative book of the modern era. Ameritopia a college level philosophy book. Liberty and Tyranny helped launching a second revolution, following the Tea Party revolution, Article 5 and Convention of States. Plunder and deceit. An analysis of what government and government-related entities are doing to the youngest generation in this country and how they're destroying them financially and otherwise. Rediscovering Americanism, another college-level course, or excuse me, book, on liberty, Americanism, and the opposite, progressivism. Wait until they see my next book. So I'm the most outrageous radio host in America, they say, because they analyzed the show for six weeks. It's like Wikipedia. They have this fat slob who's responsible for most of the entries and editing on Wikipedia. Did you see that article a few months ago, Mr. Producer? Picture the guy's exactly as I explained it. You know, like a slob in the basement of his mother's house eating Cheetos with a tank top. He didn't look exactly like that, but pretty damn close. And apparently he spends his every waking hour editing and writing up Wikipedia because I'm like, who is it that keeps writing these nasty things about me on Wikipedia? A nice guy like me. What I'm saying to you is they create this unreality. They try and position you. They try to define you like CNN tried here. That's why this format, Talk Radio, is the greatest format, Period. Because they really can't come between you and me We don't need interpreters We don't need analysis We don't need character studies Excuse me What I say in this microphone You hear in your ears We have a special relationship A big familiar relationship I'll be right back In newspapers in our country, and as well as some papers online from Israel, here and there, that there's an active effort to develop a peace plan um, between Israel and the Palestinians. First of all, as a as as a initial matter, how can there be a peace plan? between Israel and the Palestinians. When Hamas is a recognized terrorist group, we recognize it as a terrorist group, and the Palestinian Authority, the old PLO under Abbas, is still funding terrorism. That is, if you're a Palestinian, and say you murder a Jew... Uh, Your family receives a pension for the rest of their lives. And the more mayhem you create, the more Jews you murder, the greater your pension. I don't understand this, quite frankly. A peace plan, this is being considered. I don't even know what's in it, obviously. Nobody's consulted with me. And today, two rockets were fired at Tel Aviv from Gaza for the first time since the 2014 war there. So Tel Aviv is a major metropolitan area in Israel. It's its largest city. It's got a lot of people there. And Gaza was really the canary in the mine where the state of Israel was really trying to see if the Palestinians could in fact live in their own area and whether that would develop into a peaceful relationship. It clearly is not. There was one election in Gaza. The terrorist groups Hamas won. It is now linked with Hezbollah in Iran as well as other terrorist groups including Al-Qaeda, including the Muslim Brotherhood. So bad is Hamas at this point that even the Egyptians are trying to cut them off and their access to weaponry through the Sinai Peninsula. It's like, uh, it's, it's like an unreality. So in other words... The state of Israel, let let, let me do it this way. The United States, let's say, just had two missiles fired into Austin, Texas. It hasn't happened, hang in there, but as an example by comparison. From, let's say, Tijuana. And let's say that's south of the border. North of the border, let's say that there is a government there that rewards... Its citizens with lifetime pensions depending on how many Americans they kill. Let's also say that south of the border, Tijuana and other areas of what is Mexico, they have 150,000 missiles aimed at our cities. And the missiles are increasingly. Accurate, long-range. They're perfected with technology from Iran through Hezbollah. And let's say there's this country that says, okay, we have a peace plan for you, a two-state solution or whatever solution it is. Why would we in the United States begin discussing peace with such terrorists? A peace plan. With such ter- I don't understand this. I really can't comprehend it, honest to God, for any country. Got this tiny country, Israel, geographically tiny, a speck on the globe, surrounded by enemies, increasingly brazen countries like Iran, like Syria, even Turkey more and more sophisticated weapons, more and more powerful weapons move closer and closer to your border. 150,000 rockets aimed at your cities in a tiny country where it doesn't take much to hit a city with a missile. And we're going to tell that country that they need to enter into negotiations with these terrorists effectively? It even gets worse. Look at it this way. They don't even recognize the right of Israel to exist. So, let's go back to my comparison. Missiles on our southern border, 150,000. On our northern border, another regime, Palestinian regime, that gives out Enormous sums of money, pensions, subsidies for how many Americans you can murder, let's say. And they don't even recognize the right to America, for America to exist. Now, let's have peace negotiations. How is that possible? How idiotic is this? It's like time never changes over the last 30, 40 years no matter what the administration is. Now, I say that in this sense. When you're dealing with enemies, you can't have peace negotiations because the enemy is trying to destroy you. And in this case, the enemy, these Palestinian regimes, do not recognize the right of this country to exist. And more than that, they, they say that they want to push the people into the sea. So they are basically the progeny of the Holocaust. They are the proge- progeny, that is these, these uh, terrorist regimes, these entities, of the Third Reich. Now let's have a negotiation. How do you have a negotiation? I don't understand it. Two rockets fired at Tel Aviv from Gaza for the first time since 2014. This is from the Times of Israel. Rocket sirens were triggered Thursday evening in Tel Aviv in the area in central Israel as two rockets from the Gaza Strip were fired at the heart of the country for the first time since the war in 2014 signaling a possible dramatic escalation of violence by terror groups in the Strip just weeks before the Knesset elections residents of Israel's second largest city and the surrounding metropolis of Gush Don rushed to bomb shelters and reported hearing explosions The rockets both hit open areas and did not cause casualties. However, five people were treated for shock by paramedics. Initial reports indicated that the Iron Dome missile defense system was launched to intercept an oncoming rocket. However, the Israel Defense Force said no interception had taken place. Not clear whether an interceptor had been launched. Two rockets were launched from the Gaza Strip towards Israeli territory. The alert and warning systems operated as required, the army said. No interceptions were made by aerial defense systems. No damage or injuries were reported. No special instructions for the civilian home front. Okay, now, let's negotiate. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Negotiate what? With whom? We wouldn't do it. No sane country would do it. And I only raise this because you see this rocket attack coming from a territory that Israel used to control, then they ceded it, and they ceded it to their own detriment. And there's no indications that Hamas wants peace, there's no indications that Abbas wants peace. As a matter of fact, Abbas, who's considered the moderate, is no moderate, he's a terrorist, and he's constantly trashing our president, he's trashing our ambassador to Israel, he's trashing the ambassador from Israel to the United States he's a vicious, vile, old terrorist my suggestion is leave it alone, America leave it alone, leave the status quo things will sort themselves out they'll sort themselves out but you can't cut deals with an enemy you can't cut deals with terrorists Once you defeat them, that's a whole different story. Once you defeat them, it's a whole different story. But they're not defeated. And you can't have negotiations, in my view. So I don't know what this peace project is. I don't know how this peace project is going to shake out. I'm just giving you a heads up, giving you my view. We'll keep an eye on this, among other things. I'll be right back.
1: Mark lovin.
0: Robert Francis O'Rourke has announced he's running for president. Ladies and gentlemen, there's going to be like 50 of these people announcing they're running for president. Should I spend every show for the next year on these clowns running for president? I'll get to it in the third hour. That's where it belongs. We'll get to it. I promise. Nobody can mock this guy better than I. I've been mocking him now for how many years? year and a half? Two years? However long he's been in the public eye. He's another media concoction. Another comic book figure. Comic book figure. Now, ladies and gentlemen, did you see this? Sandy Hook lawsuit against gunmaker Remington can proceed, says the Supreme Court of Connecticut. Let's look at this dispassionately, please. Washington Times. The Connecticut Supreme Court today said a lawsuit challenging how Remington marketed the rifle used in the December 2012 Newtown school shooting can proceed overruling a lower court's outright dismissal of the case now listen to this in a 4 to 3 opinion this is a liberal court in a 4 to 3 opinion the court narrowly ruled that families of victims of the Newtown school shooting can challenge whether Remington violated trade practices in how it marketed the AR-15-style rifle used in the shooting. The regulation of advertising that threatens the public's health, safety and morals has long been considered a core exercise of the state's police powers, just as Richter Palmer wrote for the majority marks another case involving a 2005 federal law that generally shields gun makers and manufacturers from liability for crimes committed involving their products. Courts have dismissed other similar wrongful death lawsuits on those grounds. This is actually quite appalling. The whole goal here is to put these gun manufacturers out of business for these lawyers to go after a Deep pocket, these are ambulance chaser lawyers, slip and fall lawyers. They do great damage to the profession. Remington had absolutely nothing to do with that horrific slaughter. Had nothing to do with it. It produces a product. It produces a product. And a nut job got a hold of us, if I remember this correctly, his mother's weapons. Wasn't that what it was? wasn't even sold to him. I believe he killed his mother, took her weapons, went into that elementary school, and slaughtered those kids. What does Remington have to do with that? It improperly advertised its weapons? This is nothing more than a backdoor effort to try and bankrupt this company. That's all it is. And anybody who dares to speak out against this, like me going to be attacked as somebody who is heartless and so forth. You cannot allow the left-wing propaganda machine to silence us, to intimidate us. This is an outrageous decision, 4-3, to three, by the Supreme Court of Connecticut. They know exactly what they're doing. And when we lose the ability to have objective justice in our courts, local, state, or federal, we've lost everything, given the power of the courts. In 2016, a state superior court judge had cited the 2005 federal law known as the Protection of Lawful Commerce in Arms Act in dismissing the Sandy Hook case. But today the justices ruled that while the lower court was correct in dismissing many of the plaintiff's claims in the wrongful death lawsuit, the plaintiff should be allowed to proceed with arguments on whether Remington's marketing of the weapon violated state trade practices. Well, even if it did, what does that have to do with what took place here? This is an outrageous lawsuit It gives standing to the plaintiffs Who really have no standing in this regard It falls to a jury to decide whether The promotional schemes alleged in the present case Rise to the level of illegal trade practices And whether fault for the tragedy can be laid at their feet Said the Chief Justice who wrote the opinion Does that sound like an objective legal opinion to you? Gunman Adam Lanza, mass murder, used a Bushmaker AR-15 style rifle to slaughter 20 students and six teachers at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut in December 2012. And that's all the facts they'll give you about him. He took the weapons from from his mother. She had them... uh, I believe in a uh, either in a safe or in a closet. What does Remington have to do with that there 's no nexus whatsoever. The families of nine victims and a survivor of the massacre had brought the lawsuit, arguing that Remington should be held accountable. that 's just uh, again an effort to destroy these uh, These weapons manufacturers and eventually that's what they'll do they've tried on the left and these lawyers a thousand different ways to do this going after bullets the content of bullets going after gun manufacturers going after guns doing all these things and Remington had nothing to do with anything well it manufactured the rifle okay it had nothing to do with what took place there Nothing, and yet they try to destroy these companies. Now, we have this big issue now with these colleges, right? We have these big issues with these colleges, uh, some wealthy uh, Hollywood types among others, obviously abused the system, did more than that, committed acts of fraud, in order to get their children into these colleges. It's very, very troubling, but it's not the crime of the century. I'm sorry. It's not a mass murder, as we've just talked about one. And there's a lot that these colleges do that should be condemned. Their admission process generally should be condemned. It's discriminatory against all kinds of people. Not just wealthy, by the way. Tenure and how these professors rip off the system and get paid and some of them teach very little. The incestuous relationship within and among faculty, how they're hired. The destruction of academic freedom as well as free speech on our college campuses. And you and I, we pay hundreds of billions of dollars a year in local, state, and federal subsidies. And if your children go to these colleges and you pay for that or in part... You're paying a fortune for that. Or if they take out student loans, they're paying a fortune for that, which swings back to the taxpayer who's on the hook for all of it. But already, a a day or two after the prosecutor in Massachusetts announced his charges, the day after, or two days after, a liberal Democrat in Congress has a bill that he wants to vote on, a law he wants to create. I want to tell you about this as soon as we get back 833 Ring B H N. Get 15% off your first order with promo code Levin. That's brickhouse, dot N.com or call 833 Ring B H N, promo code Levin.
2: Mark Levin, the great one. The great one, Mark Levin. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. Beto,
0: Beto O'Dork. He's the future, ladies and gentlemen. The future of what, I don't know. We'll get to him, I promise you. Does your current office chair support you? Now, if you're lucky, maybe it goes up and down. Now compare that to my X chair with dynamic variable lumbar support or DVL. The X chair's DVL provides unbelievably comfortable lumbar support and every part of the chair can be custom adjusted to fit you specifically. Now that's why the X chair is equally supportive and comfortable. Whether you're five foot two inches and one hundred and ten pounds or six foot six feet four inches and two hundred and fifty pounds. I can comfortably sit for hours in my X chair. I'm six feet, 230 pounds. And that, and all handsome, I might add. And now with the introduction of the X basic model, there's an X chair for every body type and budget. Take advantage of X chair's new financing option. It pays as little as 30 bucks per month. Take your comfort and productivity to the next level for less than the cost of a daily cup of coffee. X chair is on sale now for $100 off. Just go to where, Mr. Producer? XChairLevin.com. That's X. I'm just testing you. XChairLevin, L E V I N.com. Or call 1 844 4 XChair. 1 844 4 XChair. XChair comes with a 30 day, no questions asked guarantee of complete satisfaction. You know what that means? There's not a whisk of risk. Period. No questions asked. 30 day guarantee complete satisfaction trust me you're going to love this chair the way I do go to xchairlevin.com xchair l-e-v-i-n dot com or give us a call at 844-4xchair now if you do it now and use code xwheels you'll also receive a free set of the new xwheels with your chair but the key is to get the chair or check it out anyway call xchair that is 844-4xchair or go to xchairlevin.com I love this chair. You should check it out. All right. So immediately, we have a congressional slash federal solution to everything. The story is barely cold about this college bribery scheme. And Senator Ron Wyden of Democrat Oregon, very freakish figure, by the way, top Democrat on the Senate Finance Committee announced already that he will introduce legislation that ends tax breaks for contributions to colleges and universities before or during enrollment of the donor's child. The announcement comes a day after more than 40 people were charged in a college admission scam where parents allegedly bribed coaches to recruit students for athletic programs or paid people to help cheat on college entrance exams. Now let's slow down a second. I know people actually did charge these quote-unquote expenses against their tax bill for deductions. Is that really why they made these payments? Of course not. So this is another clown in Congress trying to draw attention to himself. Has all the answers, is already fixing it, you see. Yesterday's headlines about the wealthiest Americans buying access to our elite colleges and universities its just a new version of an old story, Wyden said in a statement. The federal government shouldn't be perpetuating this system by awarding tax breaks to these contributions. Contributions that return to the donor a benefit of an estimable value. Hmm. This is very strange to me. Let's say you play by the rules and the vast majority of people do play by the rules. And so they take these Miscreants, and then they change all the rules. That's what Wyden wants to do. But let's say people make significant donations to colleges and universities so they can develop large endowments so they don't have to rely on you and me, Mr. and Mrs. taxpayers, so much. They actually get tax deductions for doing it. But still, a tax deduction costs money. So if you donate, as a theoretical matter, a dollar and you get 40 cents back, you've still spent 60 cents. That's 60 cents perhaps, that you and I don't have to pay. So shouldn't we actually encourage people to donate to colleges and discourage the government from using our tax dollars to subsidize them? Isn't that the way it's supposed to work? Doesn't this guy have it ass backwards? Doesn't the left always have it ass backwards? The tax code always helps the wealthiest Americans, he says, get even further ahead, and I will soon be introducing legislation that would end the tax break for donations made to schools before, during the enrollment of children of the donor's family. Middle class families, and how would that matter? Well, because, you know, that way when your kid is trying to get in, they don't see the big money. I see. So you're wealthy and you're so stupid that your kid, let's say, is not eligible for college for maybe four or five years and you won't make a major donate If you're going to be a crook and you won't make a major donation four or five years in advance and cut your deal for four or five years away. You see what I mean, Rich? You can cut your deal. You don't have, to, you have to, to be immediately when your kid's going to college if you're going to be a crook. I have a better idea. Why the hell don't you leave something alone for once? They caught these people. They're going to be their charged. They're going to be prosecuted. The real cronyism here is with the faculty. It's with tenure. The real cronyism here is what goes on in the classroom. The real cronyism here is the conformity of ideology, the group think. The real cronyism here is the attack on free speech. But this jerk has no interest in that. He just wants to play class warfare, that's all. That's all. Tell me, are admissions practices based on race? Are based on ancestry? Are based on backgrounds? Are based on volunteerism? Is that corrupt? I'd say it's corrupt. Wouldn't you? Shouldn't you judge individuals as individual human beings? Yes, you should. But Mr. Uh, Wyden, that freakish uh, senator from Oregon, doesn't give a damn about that. It's into the class warfare game. All rich people do this? No, they don't. 40 people doesn't make a rule. It makes an exception. Any more than stereotyping poor people. Ah. Uh. Hard to stomach. All right. Let's take some calls. Mark, Mark, what about Beto? I'll get to him. I promise we'll get to Beto, comic book figure. Alex, West Palm Beach, Florida, the great WJNO, go. Hey,
6: Mark. Uh, first, I just wanted to say that um, yeah. I was a Democrat for a long time, and you have uh, turned me into uh, a Republican, and you have taught me so much. I just want to say that. Um, well, thank you. Uh,
0: I hope I've uh, turned I'll you
6: say. more into a conservative. Uh, uh, t- totally. A common-sense conservative. I still have nice. a lot to do with the Constitution. And but I don't know. That, are,
0: there, are there conservatives who don't have common sense seriously?
6: That, that's very true. That's that would very be true. kind of weird, wouldn't it? Uh, totally, totally. <laughs>
0: anyway, go right ahead, um, my friend
6: so you brought up uh the senators um where they're yes. from and that they're not on the border state and that they probably don't care as much on the vote but um their state tennessee kentucky kansas um and florida i'm in florida yes. and those states my uh south uh south florida especially well florida is affected heavily of, of course but we deal uh like kentucky tennessee kansas they have to be dealing with a lot of illegal immigration because a lot of Central Americans are coming right through the border. I, I agree with that,
0: but what I'm saying is there is there is an urgency, there's an immediacy on border states that is not felt where I – it exists, but it's not felt the same way. The intensity is not the same. When you're in Texas on, on the border, uh, when you're on these other border states, it's just not the same. Arizona – Uh, South uh, of California For instance If I'm living in Kansas I'm not watching people Illegally cross the border Because I'm not on the border Does it have an effect It has an effect all over the country But it's interesting to me When you look at the list of senators And I made the constitutional point And so forth But I added this for a little bit of flavor When you look When you look at the people Where they come from the state It's only Rubio Who comes from a state That I would It's still a border state Just a different kind of border state The others are not and it does make me wonder. There's not a single Republican senator other than Rubio on one of these border states or Florida who voted with Pelosi and against the president. Not one other than Rubio. And he'll claim it's a constitutional matter. I think I have dealt with that over and over and over and over and over again.
6: Very true. Well, thank you so much, Mark. And. Thank you for taking my call. It's been a real pleasure just chatting with you. I hope to do it again.
0: Well, you're a very nice, polite young man. And thank you for your call, too. Let us continue, shall we? Brian Babson, Park, Florida, Sirius Satellite. Go.
2: Mr. Levin, it is truly an honor to speak with you. Uh Um, I am about 150 miles north of your last caller. Uh, The first thing I wanted to say was God bless you and your family. God bless the people in Israel tonight, and God bless our country. I just have a simple uh, observation here about the Senate vote today and the Congress as a whole. I am a Vietnam-era veteran. I know a lot of World War II veterans, and to go across seas and fight battles to prevent the spread of an influx of socialism and communism into our country and shed our blood and see the vote that happened on the Senate floor today is truly appalling to me, Mr. Levin. And I want to thank you for opening my eyes to my Constitution, and I would love to hear your comments on that.
0: Well, I appreciate your service, my friend. I appreciate your calling and your question. Well, look. I don't know how many more times I can underscore this point, that what the president did is totally constitutional. He complies with multiple federal statutes. People are trying to paint him as acting unilaterally. Even I had a senator, a friend of mine, uh, we were texting back and forth pretty aggressively, in our opinions. And he was making the point that, uh, hey, look, you know, he tried to work with... Uh, with Congress. It didn't work out. Congress didn't give him the money he wanted, and you can't just now use the National Emergencies Act. I said, well, that's not what the law says. Let's say he didn't work with Congress and he went ahead and triggered the National Emergencies Act. This president has done everything possible to cajole, to engage, to negotiate, to flatter, to condemn, to get support from Congress. To secure the border. The president has an independent responsibility, independent of Congress. There's one president. He's in charge of the executive branch. He's the commander in chief. He gets to trigger whether or not there's a national emergency. He is the authority under federal congressional statutes to move some money around, not all money around, in order to uh, secure uh, uh, the border. I mean, this president has really acted within the law and within the Constitution in ways that other presidents have not.
2: What truly affects my heart is, as a veteran, and a call out to all of the Vinite veterans out there, is we fought to defend this country's freedom from this kind of aggression on our borders. Mm -hmm. I mean, we defend other countries' borders, and we can't defend our own. So I'm calling on all of the Vinite veterans out there to take this seriously and Mr. Levin I truly apologize and I have been calling um, Mr. Rubio's office to come back on your show and
0: uh, no, I haven't asked him on my show not that he would come on my show what the hell is he going to say
2: I'd just like to see him defend his position on his vote you
0: know today. who we keep asking you on the show who doesn't want to come on the show it's really quite odd right Mr. Producer Tom Cotton
2: Well, Mark, thank you very much. I've read everything you've ever written, and you have truly changed my life. And God bless you and your family. God bless the uh, people of Israel tonight.
0: And God bless America. And thank you for your call, my friend. We appreciate it. I'll be right back.
2: Mark Lovin.
0: A recent study shows Americans are sleeping less than ever. Even though lack of sleep ruins your performance, so I hear, it impacts your relationships. It's time to improve every aspect of your life by getting the best sleep of your life on a brand new set of bowl and Branch sheets. The softest, most comfortable, 100% pure organic cotton sheets in the world. Hundreds of thousands of Americans sleep better thanks to bowl and branch. And they're the only sheets loved by three American presidents, and by the Levin family, I may say. All their products, from the signature soft sheets, to the cozy throw blankets, to their plush towels, are made the right way, not the easy way. Now, these are naturally derived products made with the highest level of craftsmanship, and every purchase comes with a 30-day risk-free trial. Did you hear that? You can't get sheets with a 30-day risk-free trial, except from Bowlin Branch. And moreover, you'll get 50 bucks off your first set of sheets plus free shipping at bolenbranch.com with promo code MARK. That's the key. That's B O L L, Bol, B O L L and Branch.com promo code MARK for $50 off. bolenbranch.com promo code MARK. You're going to love these sheets. And look, they're guaranteed. You can try them for 30 days, risk-free. So please go get them. Try them. You can thank me later. com promo code Mark, B-O-L-L, and Branch.com, promo code Mark. Mark, what about Beto O'Ro? I'll get to him. I'll get to him. The easiest way to do talk radio is to tee up these liberal kooks as foils and just keep using them as punching bags. Boom, 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 boom. And then the show's over. We'll get there. I promise we'll get there. All right, let us go to Lori, River Grove, Illinois, on the Mark Levin app. Go. Hi,
7: Mark. Yeah. Hi, I really enjoy listening to your radio show and you. uh, watching your Sunday night TV show. Thank um, you. I also bought three of your dad's books on the police for my two nephews' kids who are policemen and my grandson in Florida. So
0: That's um, wonderful. Thank it's you. It's
7: great. Anyway, um, I, what I wanted to talk about is... Um, I just tuned in when you were talking about the Sandy Hook parents and they're suing Remington.
0: Not all, true? some. I'm sorry. Not all, some. Yes.
7: Okay. Well, what I'm thinking about there is, I, it's kind of ridiculous because what what if somebody drinks too much, Seagrams, and you know they kill somebody? Are you going to sue Seagrams?
0: Well, of course it's it's uh, and it was a four to three decision on a very liberal state supreme court. And, uh, you know, when you have the social activism in in the judiciary, social activism in the classroom, social activism in media and so forth, it's very destructive. Obviously, this was a weak case. The lower court got it right, and it should have been dismissed.
7: Yes. And where will it stop then? Because it'll just keep going on and on from there. And look what AOC said about uh, when she was interviewing um, uh, um, the—I think it was— CEO
0: of um, uh, Wells. Uh, Wells Fargo yeah. about the money they
7: loan yes. to different places.
0: well I, I have an idea, maybe we should be able to sue judges uh, when they let out criminals who, who commit other crimes maybe we should be able to sue them uh, uh, take their homes from them take their bank accounts from them maybe we should be able to do that too how about that
7: I agree, I agree Thank you so much
0: for all you do. All right, my friend. You take care. Ladies and gentlemen, when I return... (laughs) Yes, I will talk about Robert Francis Beto O'Dork, among other very important things. We'll be right back.
1: Broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark
0: Levin. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I told you that uh, missiles were fired in the Tel Aviv area from the Gaza Strip. Well, Israel has responded. Reuters, explosions were heard in the Gaza Strip early Friday, and Palestinian witnesses said Israeli planes bombed two Hamas security positions in the south and north of the territory. The Israeli army confirmed that it was attacking what it called terror sites in Gaza hours after it said two rockets were launched from the enclave in the Tel Aviv area. That's all we know right now. We'll keep an eye on this, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I know you've all been waiting for this. I know you have. Beto O'Dork. Or is it Beto O'Dork? Or is it Robert Francis O'Dork? A man of many names, a man of many views. He announced for president today, ladies and gentlemen. A man who was convicted of a DUI. Isn't that right, Mr. Producer? Which makes him Kennedy-esque, doesn't it? Like a Kennedy. Camelot. Beto O'Rourke, ladies and gentlemen, a.k.a. Robert Francis O'Dork. Cut seven, go. This
8: is a defining moment of truth for this country and for every single one of us.
0: Now, wait a minute. What's a defining moment of truth for this country and every single one of us? Do you have a defining moment of truth or something going on, Mr. Producer? What's this idiot? I mean, what's Beto talking about? Go ahead, please.
8: Challenges that we face right now. The interconnected crises in our economy, our democracy, and our climate. Wait a minute.
0: The interconnected crises of our economy, our democracy, and our climate? Wow. I haven't read such brilliant words or heard them since the last time I cracked open a fortune cookie. Go ahead.
8: Urban grader and they will either consume us or they will afford us the greatest opportunity to unleash the genius of the United States of America. Beto
0: O'Dork, and- I must confess, I have no idea what you're talking about. What are you talking about? What are you ta- what's going to consume us or give us the greatest opportunity? Tell us. What is it? I'm not, I'm not following you. Go ahead.
8: In other words, this moment of peril produces perhaps the greatest moment of promise for this country and for everyone inside of
0: it. What moment of peril? The interconnecting of the economy, climate, and what What was the other one? I can't even remember. It's, I'm in such peril. I'm, 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 my mind is frozen. But we have the greatest moment of promise for this country and for everyone inside of it. Ever. Ever. And Beto O'Dork is going to ensure it, that this is the greatest moment. Or the worst moment. Vote for me, it's the greatest moment. Or don't vote for me, it's the worst moment. Go ahead.
8: We can begin by fixing our democracy and ensuring that our government works for everyone and not just for corporations.
0: What does that mean? That our government works for everyone and not just for corporations. What does that mean? The government doesn't work for me, it steals from me. But it's supposed to work for everyone. It's not working Is it working for you, Mr. Producer? I feel like there's some of us who are carrying the load and some of the people who are a load, so how can it work for all of us, every one of us, and not just for corporations, mind you Go ahead
8: We can invest in the dignity of those who work and those who seek to work.
0: How do you invest in dignity? What does that mean? I'm sorry. This is like a third-grade English paper. We can invest in the dignity of those who work and those who seek to work? Invest in the dignity? What does he mean by that? I have no idea. Does anybody know? What, by having open borders and illegal aliens come in? Isn't this the the one-man brain trust who said we ought to take down the barriers we already have? Well, then how will we be able to invest in the dignity of those who work and those who seek to work? Go ahead
8: can ensure that every single American can see a doctor and be well enough to live to their full potential.
0: Well, how are we going to ensure that every single American can see a doctor? Are we going to enslave the doctors? What How does this work? And well enough to live to their full potential? How can we ensure that people will live to their full impen- uh, potential? Isn't that up to the individual? Notice he keeps talking about we can do this, the government can do that. He never talks about the individual he never talks about liberty so that was 45 seconds of the great Robert Francis Beto O'Dork he said absolutely nothing was absolutely incoherent which is why the media and Hollywood love him they love him he's like Kennedy with the DUI and everything else Let's continue, shall we? With Mickey Mouse, I mean, uh, Beto, Robert Francis, o- O'Dork. Go right ahead.
8: And all of us, wherever yes. you live, can acknowledge that if immigration is a problem, it's the best possible problem for this country to have. And we should ensure that there are. Whoa, 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 involved.
0: whoa, what, is, what does that mean? If immigration's a problem, it's the best possible problem for this country? What does that mean? Does that mean no immigration laws whatsoever? Then why have any tax laws? Why have any laws that apply to American citizens if you're not going to have any laws that apply to immigrants or illegal aliens? Why have any laws at all? We can have one big sanctuary country for the American citizen. What do you say, guys? Is this guy a comic book character or what? He's got the brain of a three-year-old. Go right ahead, please.
8: Paths to work, to be with family and to flee persecution. We can no, wait a listen. minute,
0: wait a minute. I could have sworn the Democrats have told us that America is a nation of systemic racism, where poor people can't rise, where rich people rip off, the injustice of capitalism, systemic racism in our justice system. Why would people flee persecution to come to a country where they'll be persecuted? Can somebody please explain that to me? Let's go back to Confucius. I mean, let's go back to O'Dork. Go ahead. To do and lift up
8: rural America. We can work. We're going on- to
0: lift up rural rural America. How so? He doesn't tell us. We can listen and lift up rural America. What does that mean? It means nothing. He doesn't mean it to mean anything. He's a walking, talking platitude. Go right ahead, please.
8: Justice reform and confront the hard truths of slavery and segregation. And oh, we've never me-
0: confronted the hard truths of slavery. Maybe he missed it in history class. We had what was called a civil war where there were over 700,000 casualties. Are you aware of this? Is he aware that his party helped perpetuate slavery and segregation? No, we've never confronted slavery in this country, ladies and gentlemen, never, ever. So what are we doing now about it? Slavery, what should we do? What should we do about slavery now? I don't know. He doesn't tell us. It's not clear to me. Segregation, suppression in the United States of America all committed by the Democrat Party. And he forgot to mention internment of Japanese Americans and Amer- Americans of Japanese descent. Go ahead.
8: these United States of America. We can reassert our global leadership and end these decades-long wars and be there for every woman and man who has served in them.
0: And what does that mean? I'm, I'm, what does that mean? What are you going to do for every veteran? Every man and woman who has said, what are you going to do? If they, <coughs> excuse me, government-run health care, President of the United States has taken steps to open up the system so our vets can have better quality health care, at least choices. What are you going to do? Nothing. He's not going to do anything. Go ahead.
8: And perhaps most importantly of all, because our very existence depends on it, we can unleash the ingenuity and creativity of millions of Americans who want to ensure that we Whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. How are you going to do that? Since you hate capitalism, you hate individualism, you hate freedom, you believe in centralized, iron-fisted autocracy, how are you going to unleash the creativity of millions? Go ahead.
8: We confront the challenge of climate change before it's too late
0: confront the challenge of climate change before it's too late yeah ladies and gentlemen we have got to destroy our lifestyles destroy our homes destroy our automobiles destroy the greatness of America otherwise it'll be too late and we have to do it fast because we only have 10 to 12 years to survive those of you who have long term mortgages you don't even have to worry about them anymore that's right those of you who have long term mortgages sit tight you won't have to pay him anymore because the country is going to dissolve, apparently. Apparently so. But O'Dork wasn't done. He was in Iowa today. Cut nine, go
8: question is on the Green New Deal, uh, and by extension, if you don't mind, I'll take the spirit of the question. Um, we face catastrophe and crisis on this planet, even if we were to stop emitting carbon today, right now, wow. at this moment. so in
0: other words, there's nothing we can do, even if we stop emitting carbon today. Now, if you want to stop emitting carbon today, ladies and gentlemen, you need to put a bag over your head and stop breathing because every mammal emits carbon dioxide every mammal even liberals emit carbon dioxide this guy never stops talking he's emitting tons and tons of carbon dioxide so even if we stop altogether emitting carbon dioxide by the way which would turn us into mars we'd become an ice cube it would kill Every plant on the planet, if we stop emitting carbon dioxide, just so you understand, the guy doesn't even understand photosynthesis, which creates what we call oxygen so we can breathe. So even if we stop emitting carbon dioxide today, it's over. It's all over. Go ahead. Let us all
8: be well aware That life is going to be a lot tougher for the generations that follow us, no matter what we do. It is only a matter of degrees. And along this current trajectory, there will be people who can no longer live in the cities that they call home today. There is food grown in this country that will no longer prosper in these soils. This
0: guy is hysterically stupid. No wonder Hollywood loves this guy. He is hysterically stupid. <laughs> we won't be able to live in this city. We, we, we won't be able yeah uh, This is it. This is it. We won't, we won't be able to have food. A migration. and Millions and tens of millions. What are we going to do? He's a science fiction figure. He should go back to drinking, I think. Go ahead.
8: There is going to be massive migration of tens or hundreds of millions of people from countries that are literally uninhabitable or underwater. Well, then, are about- why,
0: why aren't we building a wall, genius? And here's what I've never understood about this hysteria. Let's say we destroy our fossil fuel energy sources. We go back to the caves. We go back to ferreting for food. In other words, we destroy the advances of Western civilization because that's what they're talking about. Do you think China's going to stop polluting or the rest of the world? Do we all realize how stupid this man is, how preposterous he is, how low we have sunk in looking at presidential candidates? I mean, this guy makes AOC look like a genius, makes AOC look like Einstein. Go ahead. The sea
8: right now. This is our final chance. The scientists are absolutely unanimous. No, on they're this. not.
0: Why are you lying? Where's CNN? He's a liar. Where's Chuck Todd? Well, who cares where he is? Go ahead. That We have no more than 12 years. Where did this 12 years come from? So we have 12 years. That's it. Not 11, not 14, not 12 and a half years. We have 12 years. That, who the hell came up with that? We were told 20 years ago we had 10 years so the oceans rise and overflow the continent. That's what we were told. It didn't happen. We were told Obamacare would take care of our health. It didn't happen. We've been told a lot of things by these kooks. This guy ought to be dismissed as a low IQ snake oil salesman. But no, it's Beto. Four letters. Or maybe as Biden would say, five letters, B-E-T-O. Go ahead.
8: Take incredibly bold action on this crisis.
0: Yes. What should we do? Do I have time for the next clip, Mr. Producer? We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Beto O'Dork, a.k.a. Robert Francis O'Rourke, he told the whole world he was not going to run for president. So he's a very trustworthy fellow. Cut, 10, go.
8: And the spirit of the question is, there are a lot of proposed solutions to fixing our health care system. Yes, yes. What, Beto, do you think we should do? And I think oh, wait a minute.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's Beto? What Beto? Beto. Who knew? Beto. Beto O'Dork. Go ahead. Wait a minute. N- we have Beto and now we have Kamala Harris. Not Kamala. Kamala Kamala Harris and Beto O'Rourke. Go ahead.
8: What is it that we are hoping to achieve? In my yes, opinion, yes, yes. it is guaranteed high quality health
0: care. Well, Otherwise- that's it. Guaranteed high quality health care for all. Anybody disagree with that? Guaranteed high quality health care for everyone. Who can oppose that? Beto, go ahead.
8: Why do I say guaranteed? And for everyone, universal. Why do I say guaranteed? Guaranteed because, in the instance that you just shared with me, or the knowledge we have of a school teacher in Texas who year before last died of the flu because her copay on her flu medication was $119. All right, is,
0: this, is, this, is this persuasive? You have a school teacher in Texas who wouldn't pay or couldn't pay a copay of $119? What the hell is he talking about? Is this a joke? A sick joke? Go ahead.
8: It is not enough to be covered. It is not enough to be insured. We absolutely must be guaranteed the ability to see a doctor. How are
0: you guaranteed the ability to see a doctor? How does that work? They run the VA. You have a guarantee ability to see a doctor whenever you decide to see a doctor. They run the damn VA. They run public hospitals all over the country. They're going to guarantee you see a doctor? How many more times are we going to be swindled by these left-wing kooks? They're going to guarantee that you don't see a doctor. They're going to guarantee that you don't get the medicine that you need. They're going to guarantee that things are rationed. Go ahead. Ah, shut up, you idiot. That's enough. Somebody send this guy a bottle of booze. Just saying, no offense, with all due respect, he's very much like Camelot, you know. Very much. I'll be right back.
1: Mark America's mentor of conservatism. Call now at 877-381-3811.
0: We like taking calls here from time to time. We don't do a three-hour monologue. We don't do a three-hour filibuster. Can't think of anything more boring. Pelosi at her weekly press briefing today asked about any Beto O'Dork accomplishments when he was in the house. You know, cut 11, Go.
4: Beto O'Rourke announced that he He is uh, running for president. What, in your view, was Beto O'Rourke's signature accomplishment as a member
7: of the House? Beto uh, brought a good deal of vitality to
8: uh, Congress. One of the issues in his, uh, as I haven't been asked this
7: question, but I just know of his record here. Uh, When he came, he came as a real champion for uh, the, the environment. Uh, He got a great deal of support from the environmental community in his district. He won in a primary on that subject.
8: And also, he's a member of the Armed Services Committee, a a, a strong member of the Armed Services Committee, which is very important for his district.
0: Well, what great accomplishments, Mr. Perdue. And, you know, considering we only have 12 years to survive, Beto O'Dork was a little slow on doing anything, don't you think, Rich? We only have 12 years. And Beto, O'Dork, really didn't do a damn thing. He wasted years. Now if we only had 12 years, when he got elected to the House, we only had like 16 years, whatever it was, and he didn't do anything. So now we only have 12 years to the apocalypse because of climate change. Now are we going to hold... These people who say we only have 12 years to survive because of climate change, are we going to hold them accountable for their sickening propaganda? Are we? Of course not. They're never held to account for any of it. Anyway, if you owe the IRS back taxes, you're no stranger to anxiety. And it's justified because the IRS can take your paycheck, bank accounts, even your home or business. Here's your lifeline. Optima tax relief. Optima knows that tax problems can affect anyone. Contractors, truckers, small business owners, teachers, you name it. And Optima knows that behind every tax problem are families with paychecks, savings, and homes that need to be protected. But Optima can't help you if you don't contact them. Give them a call. Imagine no more demand letters, no more threatening calls, no agents showing up at your home or office. Now take a deep breath and relax. Optima's got your back. Optima can resolve over and has resolved over a billion dollars in tax debt for their clients. They're experts in the IRS Fresh Start Initiative. and They're the folks I trust to end your IRS nightmare. They have been a sponsor in this program for years. And there's a reason for it. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free confidential consultation. A free confidential consultation. Again, you have nothing to lose. Call 800 499 6300 Now by the way before I get to some callers last night I took a look after the program people are now talking about the administrative state like they invented the idea or a light bulb just went off and they figured it out that among the greatest threats we face as a republic is this massive unaccountable legislating bureaucracy and it really is amazing that many of the republics—I mean Republicans—who voted against the president based on separation of powers arguments uh, do damn little about the greatest violation of separation of powers that exists: the mass of bureaucracy, lawmaking in the executive branch. The administrative state is what we call it. Some of you call it the swamp, the entrenched establishment. The administrative state. I've talked about it as the fourth branch of government. So I went back and I looked. I wrote about it in Men in Black. I wrote about it in Liberty and Tyranny. I wrote about it in Ameritopia. I wrote about it in the Liberty Amendments with some suggestions on how to deal with it. I wrote about it in Plunder and Deceit. And I wrote about it extensively, not just an entire chapter, but extensively in my last book, Rediscovering Americanism and the Tyranny of Progressivism. And yet, ladies and gentlemen, some broadcasters on TV and radio have just figured it out. Do they not read? Do they not listen? They're now only recently encumbered with the fact that the entire progressive enterprise was about setting up this, this government within a government that is unaffected by elections? that rejects representative government? They're just now coming to the realization that this thing exists and that it's been part of the progressive agenda? If not the primary part? I mean, I'm shocked when people tell me this. You should take a look, if you want to look specifically at my most recent book, at Chapter 4. You know what Chapter four's title is? Administrative State Tyranny. Maybe I should post it so talk show hosts on TV and radio can actually inform themselves. And then they can pretend they came up with the ideas. But why be bitter? I just finished, before I came on this program, I just finished my next book. And I don't write books just to write books. I just have so many things I want to share with you, so many instances of history. So much discussion about common sense of what's going on in this country. And I have to tell you, this book I just finished, in my own estimation as the author, is up there with Liberty and Tyranny. A fully understandable book. And when I tell you the title, when I'm given permission by my publisher to tell you the title, it'll tell you everything. 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 But I'm very, very excited about this book coming out. And I'm very, very excited about sharing it with you. Because I think we can make a difference in real time. It's not theoretical. In real time. All right. Let's take some calls, shall we? Lewis, Wichita, Kansas, on the Mark Levin app. How are you, sir? Pretty good, sir. Yourself? Very well, thank you.
2: Uh, What? I know this is a little off topic, and I apologize, but I want to thank you very, very much for posting tonight's Levin' TV on Facebook. I think it would be an awesome tool to shut a lot of progressive socialist friends up that swear up and down by CNN. Uh, I I don't know how to thank you.
0: Well, listen, thank you for calling. Hang on, because I want to tell you something. I... I finished Levin TV, and I said, we need to post that in front of the paywall so as many people as possible can see it. We have now linked to it on Mark Levin show Facebook, Mark Levin show Twitter, our Levin TV Facebook site, and also at at Blaze TV, I believe, to push it out. And what are we pushing out? CNN has been caught again, lying, pushing its narrative. They tried to do it through me to attack the president. I'll have none of it. And so I hope you folks will look at it. It's not doesn't cost you a penny. Does it cost you a penny? But I do want you to know also, we have this kind of programming multiple times a week, three to four nights a week, when I do live in TV on our Blaze TV network. And I hope those of you who are still subscribers will remain subscribers if your subscription date has come up, that you'll renew, and those of you who haven't joined us yet, I hope you'll join us. Because if you haven't watched us, you don't know what you're missing. I mean, it opens up an entirely new world to you. All you have to do is call us at 844-LEVIN-TV, 844-LEVIN-TV, and our people are there right now. Lewis, I want to thank you. Don't hang up. I'm going to give you a free one-year subscription. Don't hang up. Let us go to Jerry, Passaic, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go.
2: What shocks me... It's not so much of who voted how many voted against him, but Michael Lee, who's supposed to be a virtue and all that other stuff, with his family tree and everything else, he is really a major disappointment. The other guy, uh Rubio is Rubio is like the like the wind. If it's blowing one way he's fine. he blows the other way he changes his mind. But it's shocking. And then all these people he helped reelect, we have to knock a whole bunch of them out.
0: Well, let, me, let me say this about Mike Lee. Mike Lee is a good man. I usually agree with Mike Lee. I do think he's becoming a little more libertarian and a little less constitutionalist. But that's my opinion. He would strongly disagree with me. Uh, but um, he's got a wonderful family. And I know his family, and it is a wonderful family. But on this, I think he was uh he was, uh, He took on the wrong hill. I don't believe this is the the issue that uh, that involves the kind of separation of power's arguments that he insists that it does. I just think he's wrong about this. I think others are a lot more political about uh, their their approach to this, anti-Trump or they're positioning themselves. Uh, but I can't say that about Mike. All right, Jerry, thank you for your call, my friend. Let's continue. Carol, Albuquerque, New Mexico, they great. Massive. KKOB. Go. Hi.
5: I want everyone to know what um, Udall, our senator from here, said today. This is a quote. I am here to tell you there is no national security at the border in New Mexico. And they need to know all of these senators from Alexander from Tennessee and Blunt from Missouri and Moran from Kansas and Portman from Ohio and Toomey from Pennsylvania, they need to come down here to a little town called Antelope Wells, and they need to sit on the border where Udall doesn't sit, nor does Grisham sit, nor does Heinrich sit, because he's behind a wall in Maryland somewhere. There is an emergency on the border, a big emergency. We just received 300 illegals from El Paso because they couldn't find them in beds. I guess the Catholic Church has taken them in, and they're in hotels here. Nobody knows where they are. There's a terrible emergency, and it's unbelievable to me that we have senators from this state that lie about it. That's my statement. And my other mm-hmm. question, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, we did not have immigration coming in, immigrants coming to this country like, what, 1920 through 1965. Why do we not just shut it down? I really am scared. I am a very proud American. Because why don't we shut own.
0: it down? You know why we don't shut it down, because we have a political party, the Democrat Party, that is a kamikaze party. And I, that it, When it comes to the United States, we have Republicans. You see how they're voting. The president is fighting like hell. You see how they sabotage him. Yes, That's why.
5: I do. I, I'm scared for this country, and I love this country, because I am a descendant of a pilgrim mm. that arrived here in 1620.
0: Oh, so you and, must be a white supremacist
5: never thought of it that way i don't
0: think i am well people who are white supremacists don't know that they're white supremacists don't you know i saw a professor on tv say that i uh
5: it's in it's in your
0: subconscious there's nothing you can do about it
5: i i i am frightened for this country yet i believe in the american people i really really do i think we have more but
0: here's the problem the 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 progressives have taken such control of the instrumentalities of government and the instrumentalities of the civil society and the instrumentalities of the culture, that you can have a large majority of the American people who agree with us, but we really don't have any venue or mechanism through which to take these instrumentalities back, other than Article 5 Convention of States, which I talk about, and 14 states have agreed. But, you know, we need 20 more. And even there, we have so-called constitutional conservatives who uh, scratch their heads. They're not sure if this is a good idea. As the country keeps sinking, as the Constitution is constantly altered by judges, by statute, by, by bureaucrats, they sit here and they, uh, they navel gaze. Carol, I want to thank you for your call. We'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to do yourself and me a favor. I want you to download something, very simple to do, so you can listen to this program anytime, anywhere. And we've made this very easy for you. Unlike some hosts, we don't charge you a penny. I don't put a camera in my face so you can watch me blow my nose and drink water while I'm doing this program. That really doesn't serve any purpose. But you can listen to this podcast anytime you want. This program, as a podcast, absolutely free. We're not going to charge you. And here's what you do. You download the Mark Levin Show podcast. You can go to all your favorite platforms. You can use iTunes and Google Music. Any other podcast reader, you can go to Amazon, Apple. But to find out how, we've customized a page on my website, marklevinshow.com. You go to marklevinshow.com, and on the page in the upper right-hand corner, you write in podcast. Makes sense? It's the upper right-hand corner. And you can always listen to the podcast on the Mark Levin Show app. There's no fee. It's free. This literally takes what, Rich? 20 seconds, maybe? Very quick. We've streamlined it. 20 seconds. Some of you say, I don't know how to do this. We'll show you how to do it. Some of you say, well, I know how to do it, but I listen to you on terrestrial radio or satellite radio. Please do this. Please do this because the podcast is important, and I'm thinking of doing other things on the podcast, so we want you to join us on the podcast too. All right? No fee. It's absolutely free, unlike most other hosts. We're not going to charge you for our podcast. We're just not going to do it. So we hope you'll join us there. Remember, go to the page marklevinshow.com. That's my main website, my radio website. On that page, you go to the upper right-hand corner. You type in the keyword podcast, and that'll take you to where you need to go. It takes 20 seconds. took me 22 seconds. I'm just a little slower, you know. Now, I want to tell you about CarShield. CarShield is a wonderful company. Whether you've got a five-minute commute to work or you're road tripping across the country, you want to feel secure behind the wheel. That's why you need extended vehicle protection from CarShield. CarShield makes the process of fixing your car for a covered repair super easy. You can have your favorite mechanic or dealership do the work. It's your choice. Now, they also have 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed for free. If your car is 5,000 to 150,000 miles, doesn't mean you have to pay high repair bills. CarShield administrators have paid out close to listen to this. billion in claims and they're ready to help you. Save yourself thousands in future car repairs. Get covered by the ultimate in extended vehicle protection like I did. Call 800-CAR-6000. It's that simple. 800-CAR-6000. Mention Levin. Or go to their website, carshield.com. That's carshield.com and use code LEVIN and you'll save 10% either way. 800 car, 6,000. Mention code Levin or visit the website, carshield.com. Use code Levin, L E V I N, and you'll save 10%. A deductible may apply. I would grab that immediately. That's what we have on our 2010 Camaros, I've told you many times. And I'm glad we do. Let's continue. Mitchell, San Jose, California, the great KSFO. Go.
2: Thank you, Mark. I listen to you all the time. By the Thank way, you. I'm an engineer, and I've studied, I've studied some law, and I want to make a quick point that I believe that there's no such thing as illegal immigration at the border. When you come to a port of entry, you're an applicant. You either accept as an immigrant or you're not. If you come to any other point, it's an invasion. And with Posse, comma, Paris, which I'm familiar with, an invasion empowers the military.
0: No, it doesn't. In order, no. To, in order to empower the military, it's not somebody crossing the border. There's at least five checkoffs by the Attorney General, by the Secretary of Defense, by other officials, and the President of the United States. An illegal alien crossing the border cannot trigger um, the use of the military under those circumstances.
2: That's why. It's not an illegal immigrant. It's an yes, official. it's an illegal
0: immigrant. Somebody an illegal alien is the word, not an illegal immigrant. All right, there we end it with semantics. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, all law enforcement, all of you who support this country. And I want to thank you, my blessed audience. God bless each and every one of you. I'll see you tomorrow right here. Check out Levin TV.